Welcome to the Leadership Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Jono White. I'm the founder and principal consultant of Clarity. We are an Australian-based consultancy that works with leaders around the world, and our passion is to invest in people to become everything they're meant to be in order to fill the world with healthy organizations that people love to work for and customers line up to buy from. The goal of this podcast is to invest in you and your leadership. If you're just joining us for the first time, then feel free to check out consultclarity.org. That's our website, consultclarity.org. We have so many free resources on there. The most popular being our seven questions on leadership series. We've had more than 1,500 leaders from around the world in all different sectors give their in-depth answers on leadership, what books they love, what they found most challenging, uh, the most meaningful stories, how they how they structure their time through the day. That's free, so go and check it out. And we'd love to interview you about your leadership. I believe you have advice from your experience, your context, and your life so far that is important and can help other leaders. It's also a great way to give back. It's free to get involved, and you can do so by going to consultclarity.org forward slash seven dash questions dash interest, or just Google consultclarity.org seven questions interest and fill out the form that pops up. We have a free resource for you on our website. It's called Leadership Survival Guide. It's a 57-page ebook. It has interviews with 10 world-class leaders, and you can go to consultclarity.org. It's right at the top and get that today. Uh, we also have a daily email that we send out to over 15,000 leaders, and that email contains the highlights, our best content from our podcasts, our blog, uh, my book, uh, the books that we're loving that are out there about leadership, It's also the best way to get access to our masterclasses and workshops before anyone else. And there's also exclusive and limited uh, special options just for subscribers. And you can subscribe by going to consultclarity.org forward slash subscribe. Now, my gift to you is to work incredibly hard to provide the best leadership content I can to invest in you and your leadership. So if you're finding our content helpful, if you find this podcast helpful, then your gift to me uh, could be this. If you if you do find it helpful, then write a review or rate our content and make sure you subscribe or follow. I can't emphasize enough how helpful that is. It really does help us to get the word out there so we can invest in more leaders to become everything they're meant to be. It also means a lot to me personally when people like you and people in our community share our content on social media. So if you do that, then please do look for me, Jono White, to tag me and look to tag Clarity uh, on whatever platform you're on. And our team, including me, I'm always looking to see when people have mentioned us so that I can engage with you and also we look at sharing content. So if you if you write something about something we've done, there's also a good chance we'll share that with our followers. So if you could do that, that is a massive, massive help as we try to invest in as many leaders as we can around the world. Last of all, you can check out my book about how to deal with difficult people even if you hate conflict. It's called Step Up or Step Out. It's available on Amazon. You can just look up Step Up or Step Out John O'White or you can go to store.consultclarity.org forward slash book and check it out there. I 
have coached leader after leader after leader, and in more than 50% of the sessions, this topic comes up. How do I deal with this person? I'm finding it really difficult, and, and I just wanna find a way that doesn't blow up to do a really, just to have a difficult conversation, to lead them better. How do I do that? There's a three-step process that I outline in this book that I believe can help you. Okay, let's get into today's episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast. Today's guest is Alison Little. Alison is CEO, founder, president of Alison Little Consulting and Prosper Wealth Management. And Alison is a top motivational speaker, leadership trainer, host of the Global Launch with Alison Little podcast. And as I mentioned, CEO and founder of those organizations and mother to two awesome kids. And I'm so excited to chat with her today about uh, her story and all things leadership. Welcome to the podcast, Alison. Thank you so much for having me. I am thrilled to be here. Yeah, I, I, I'm really looking forward to our conversation. First of all, for listeners, uh, can you give everyone a bit of a window into the different things you do? I love, you know, there's already even just introducing you, you obviously have um, are involved in a few different spheres. And, and what does a day in the life of Alison uh, Little look like at the moment? At the moment, it looks like a lot of different things, depending on the day. You know, I think um, obviously I'm a mom, so that's my number one. But I also love helping empower uh, leaders and um, grow businesses and create meaningful content with brilliant people from across the globe, like what we're doing right now. So it's it's a lot of different things. And But I think my main passion and purpose in life is to empower people to do more, be more, and have more in their lives. And I specifically target high achieving leaders. And, and that's a fun thing to, to do. And, and I'm so grateful for this opportunity. Yeah, that's, I, I love that focus that you, that you unpacked. That's, uh, that's a beautiful sort of vision and, and mission statement that I very, I resonate with hundred percent. And, uh, and so tell us a bit about your story, you know, go back as far as you want. What are some of those moments in your life that have really shaped you becoming Alison, who you are today? You know, I I love that question because there's so much, right, um, to unpack there. I uh, was raised by a single mom, so um, my dad was in my life, but not not really a part of, you know, kind of raising me. And so I think that having having my mom raise me helped me become a strong, independent woman leader <laughs> from the get go. Um, she always believed in my dreams and encouraged me to speak my mind. And yeah. so I started speaking in front of people when I was in third grade and I had the entire school laughing and I thought that that was kind of neat. And um, it led me to, you know, continuing to speak and to be in drama and forensics. And I, I really loved it. I didn't Think that it could ever be anything, right? Like I never thought that I could be a professional speaker. Um, never in a million years would I have imagined that I get to speak with you. Um, this is, you know, like across the globe, essentially, um, to be able to impact leaders all over the world. But, um, you know, I think that really shaped who I am. As soon as I recognized that this was a thing, I could speak, I could communicate, and that was kind of my superpower. 
Um, I also had a passion for leadership. And so when I was in seventh grade, I was in track and I was terrible at track. Um, I wasn't the fastest runner. I was probably the slowest, but I really loved the social aspect of track. And so I'd go to practice every day and I'd try as hard as I possibly could and I'd end up last every time. And one day I was walking home from track practice and I was trying to think of like what I could do to help out my teammates because I'm like, well, I'm not gonna win because I, <laughs> I don't really like running, but I could, you know, maybe I could just encourage them, right? Maybe that's my job on my team. And so I went to practice the next day and I started to become this encourager on my team and just lift up all the other people on my team. And I didn't think anything of it, you know, I was, it just kind of was something that I started to do. And eventually what happened is one day at track practice, my coach pulled me aside and he looked at me and he said, Allison, you're a leader. And I had no clue what he was talking about. I didn't, I'd never heard that word before. And I definitely wow. hadn't heard it about me. You know, I was, yeah. I was the at-risk kid, right? My dad was not in the picture. My mom was a single mom. We didn't have very much. Mm. And so when he said that, it changed everything. And I just believed him, right? I had no clue what the word meant, but I was like, okay, I'm a leader. Fantastic. And so I started to reach out to my guidance counselor and my teachers to get this, this training on leadership. And I, I was an avid reader. I still am. Um, one of my friends, I was just telling her about how much I read as a child. Um, she called me like Matilda, right? Like I would go to the library and I would just fill my bag up with all these books. And so that's what I did about leadership too. And I started to develop myself as a leader. And that that decision and that coach literally changed my life. I mean, it, it literally has changed my life and helped yeah. me impact people that I, I never in a million years would have thought. And so, you know, I think leadership is an interesting thing because as soon as we can apply it to our own lives, it's beautiful how it can it can transform other people's lives as well. Yeah, I agree. And that's the that's the highest return in terms of if you want to leave a legacy, if you want to do something really meaningful, it's always about uh, leaving a legacy in people's lives, not so much what we do, but who we invest in. Mm, absolutely. And so, you know, I, I um, started to develop myself as a leader. I uh, would find any opportunity that I possibly could to learn about leadership, read books, studied, Eventually I got into, you know, um, I went to college and had opportunities to lead in, uh, in my college. And then I graduated and it was kind of like, what am I going to do now? And I started applying to jobs and where I was living, I had a highly technical degree and it wasn't a very highly technical place to, <laughs> to hire people. And that was before everything could be remote. And <laughs> I remember just studying John Maxwell and, listening to him and reading his books and resonating with what he thought about leadership and adding value to people. I love that idea. And, and that was really something that resonated with who I wanted to be in the world. And so I eventually got certified by John and had the privilege of traveling over the equator to do transformational leadership change with John and speak on his stage and get hugs from him and all these fun things because you know, wow. um, I just kind of stepped up and started to lead myself first. And then eventually what happened was it just kind of grew organically. And I think that's kind of the thing about leadership. If, if your heart is right, I feel like it can just organically grow and you can start impacting people beyond your wildest expectations. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and I can't help but ask because I love John Maxwell. He's probably one of the top five 
uh, best uh, live speakers that I've ever seen. I saw him uh, in Melbourne, uh, yeah. sorry, in right. Sydney a few years back, and, and he's still, I still think back to him. I think he was sitting on a chair and just, oh, man, he is a spectacular right. uh, presenter and, and person. Do you have a favourite book that, uh, that, that is sort of one of your favourite go-to yes. John Maxwell books? Yeah, The 15 uh, Laws of Growth. Uh, is probably one of my favorite books. It's really about, you know, how do you grow yourself? And, you know, it kind of just goes with my journey is as I learned more about who I was and I, I gained in that self-awareness, I have been able to grow myself to the point where I could start to positively impact the people around me. And I think, you know, that's where it starts as, as leaders. And, and I feel like that's a book that I go back to often because as I'm growing in my life in different areas, I, I need to constantly reevaluate where am I, right? What am I doing? Why am yeah. I doing this? How am I help, you know, how am I helping myself? But also how do I want to help serve at that higher level? And I think, you know, as leaders, a lot of times we think we can just get to a point and just kind of, you know, well, we don't need to go back to those books and, and learn the basics. But I believe that, you know, as you continue to grow in your journey, the basics is all you have. And so really understanding <laughs> who you are as a leader yeah. and how you can impact others. Well, that's the thing that I think resonates the most with me and how I try to lead. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, so as you as you grew a bit older and you stepped out and started leading, are there any moments that come to mind that were really pivotal for you in that next stage of your career? Yes, absolutely. So I was in my early 20s and I had I, I received a position to lead a nonprofit. And I went in, you know, prior to that, I had owned my own company and I had worked with um, clients, you know, building multi-million dollar marketing campaigns, right? So I was kind of the person you'd come to to get stuff done, right? And I was very driven. Yeah. very task focused. And I could care less about relationships because really it was, you know, I needed to get stuff done, which is fantastic when you're in the business world. Right. But here I was in the nonprofit sector working in a very rural area. And I quickly realized that relationships mattered more. Right. And, and that was a great lesson for me as a leader because I, I was trying to get all the tasks done and the tasks were important, but the relationships and building those relationships and taking time to have the conversations, that was the most important thing. And that lesson has stuck with me every day since, right? Connecting with other people, trying to figure out who they are, what is their story, you know, what matters to them most, what do they value and how can you help them? And as soon as you can do those things, you know, you connect with them and then it's it's easier to lead or influence them in their life. But, you know, yeah. if you're just trying to tell them what to do or expect them to listen to you <laughs> because you've got a certain position, it's it's quite difficult. And I had to learn that the hard way. Right. I was a young leader and, and I had I just needed to understand that perspective. And and we bring that into our businesses now and, and we put people first because I feel like building those relationships is really long term. You know, I think about all of the amazing human beings I've been able to meet and connect with now. Um, that lesson has stuck with me every single day. And, and the more that we can do that and be present with the people in our lives and let them know how important they are and how much we value them. Uh, I think that's really, you know, what leaders need to do, especially right now. Yeah, I agree. And I think you hit the nail on the head that 
uh, so many leaders and probably a lot of people listening might be going through this right now where you're killing it as an individual contributor and that it's actually your skill set as an individual that gets you the opportunity to now manage people. And then I remember for me, when that happened a few months later, I went, oh my goodness, everything that got me here isn't actually going to work to lead people. And I'm going to need to learn a whole new set of skills, which you then end up realizing is more important, more fulfilling, um, and, and can actually get better outcomes for everyone. But that's, that's a really challenging moment when you have that uh, sort of aha moment. Right. And it's, it's, a, it was definitely a growth moment for me. Like I had to sit down with my supervisor and go like, I'm trying to get this done and this person isn't doing it and what's happening and it's all their fault. And I recognize it was really me, right. You know, it was, it was really me yeah. and my perspective on that. Um, I remember okay, uh, Tim Ferriss always asked that or sometimes asked this question around favorite failures. Were there any moments in that early Allison managing people where you really dropped the ball, but it was, one of those moments where you go, oh my goodness, I'll never do that again. And it's really helped to shape some of the people first sort of philosophies you have. You know, I think um, one of the things I did as a, as a young leader is I didn't listen to my intuition, right? You know, I feel like there's um, certain, certain things that happen, uh, whether you're you know, in the hiring process, or you're trying to, you know, figure out how team dynamics are going to work. And because I was, you know, a younger leader, and I maybe didn't have experience in that place, it was hard for me to trust my intuition. And I was actually just having a conversation with an HR uh, manager recently, one of my close friends. And um, now, you know, how many years later, we just had an interview and I could just feel that, you know, we had this person come in and she just wasn't the fit, right? Like I could feel my intuition telling me this isn't the fit for the culture that you're trying to create. And I listened to that. And um, when I was a young leader, I didn't take the time and energy to really understand, okay, what is my intuition or my heart telling me about this? And not that there was anything wrong with her, but I needed to recognize whether or not her strengths and skill set and who she was was going to fit inside of what we're trying to create in order to serve our clients. And I think as leaders, our intuition can really, really guide us or hurt us. And if we don't listen to it, it can hurt us. And as I was telling my friend uh, about this interview that, you know, kind of I led with my intuition, she's like, this is the number one thing. I, my managers don't do is they don't go into an interview and listen to their intuition. <laughs> yes. And then we have to let go be right. They don't yeah. listen to their intuition or that feeling of like, nope, this isn't the right fit, or maybe this, this isn't going to work. And I think, you know, as leaders, we need to check in with ourselves and it's okay to take a little bit of time and say, okay, how am I feeling about this? What does this, you know, was I excited to have that conversation with them? Was I energized by this, this person? or not and be okay with, you know, if, if mm. it was no, be like, okay, it's okay to, to let that person go have a different opportunity yeah. and, and you're not hurting them. You're probably helping them because you don't want it there to be long-term effects 
to have the wrong person or the person that maybe isn't the right fit for your culture in mm. your business because long term that's going to be a negative impact on every part of your business including your team and just in your clients and customer service and all of these different things so i think that was a lesson i didn't know when i was younger and now you know as i reflect back i, I really learned that listening to my intuition matters yeah, that's great advice. Uh, I, I One thing that I love, I can't remember where I heard it, but this idea of when you're in the hiring process, um, a great question to ask yourself and then see how you feel about it in terms of that uh, that intuition is, uh, if I saw this person on, on Saturday at the shops, would I avoid them or would I seek them out to go and have a chat with them? <laughs> that's and, a good one well that's exactly it because yeah. you know we were thinking about it we're like we want somebody we could go have lunch with or or yes. want to have a conversation with or go have coffee with and if you don't want to have coffee with that person that's a big red flag you know yeah. that should be like okay well why would i want to have them you know working with me day after day and you know trying to help us grow this business if I don't really even want to be their friend or, you know, like yeah. it's just, it just, it's fascinating to me. So I think trusting your intuition as a leader really can help you avoid many pitfalls of, you know, maybe hiring the wrong person or not making the decision that you need to make and, and really understanding that your intuition can guide you. Absolutely. Um, what about more recent years as you've, you know, uh, now that you have the organizations that you lead and you work with leaders, around the world and and uh, those who are really highly successful. Do you have any favorite stories of people who you've been able to work with and there's been, you know, amazing transformation or sometimes it's not even a big thing, but it's really memorable because there's, it's just a story of, of uh, that, that you just love in terms of the work you've been, you've been doing. Does anything come to mind? Well, you know, I think the work that I do now is it's so interesting because I didn't expect to do what I get to do now. So I have obviously the global podcast and then I have a launch leadership conference that I founded about three years ago. And um, we've been able to train about 800 leaders, including youth leaders. Right. And that conference, the first year we did it, I remember I went to the biggest, uh, newest conference center in our area and I rented it and I had no clue how I was going to pay for it. I had no clue who was going to come to this conference. It was me essentially. I had no speakers, you know, I, and I looked around the conference room and I just could see it filled, right? I could see all of the leaders coming and feeling filled up and excited and um, focused on their goals and lifting each other up. And, you know, I think as leaders, a lot of times we need a space to do that. Um, sometimes it's hard for us to under, you know, to to relate to the people maybe that are that are reporting to us. And so I wanted to create a space for leaders. And um, after that first event, and it, it, we we blew out the room, right? And and had many many amazing speakers and such a great outcome. You know, now just recently we had our our third conference and held it at one of the largest places here. And the the thing is is it doesn't matter how many people are in the room. It's the one story of somebody finally it clicking that they started to believe in themselves yeah. or they can see a different future for their life. Right. And, and that's the thing I think that has been really, you know, pulling at my heart recently as I reflect and say, okay, why does, why does this matter? You know, why does this 
all this work, all this stuff I do, why does it matter? And you know, why does it matter to me? And I think the thing that's the most meaningful is when I hear the story of, you know, like a, a, there was a one mom who came into my life and I, I didn't know her past or what she had been going through, but for whatever reason, um, hired her. I, I had some work that she was doing for me and I just saw something in her. I really liked her. I trusted her. Um, my intuition told me she was a good human and I, and I really, really, uh, liked her. And, um, this year, shortly after, you know, about three years after she started working with me, um, she told me that, um, you know, at that time she was at the lowest in her life. And she's like, um, Allison, if I wouldn't have met you at that time, I don't think I would be here anymore. And I wouldn't be the mom that I am today. And, wow. you know, you mentored me in my business and and all of these things. And you believed in me when I couldn't see that in myself. Yeah. And I don't say that to be like, oh, my gosh, Allison's so fantastic. Not at all. I think, you know, I think it's about saying, how can I be fully present with that, whoever that person is? Yeah. and see their greatness, even if they can't see it for themselves. And I think as leaders, if we can do that for the people that work with us, or even with our families, or our friends, if we can be fully present and, and cheer people on, I think that's the number one thing I think um, we need to do more of is really that encouragement and, and mm. have enthusiasm and excitement for people. You know, be okay with being a little silly or saying, I'm going to have a taco party with you or, you know, like I just, just do it, have fun, uh, encourage people. It's just, it's, it's amazing how that, that one little thing that you, you're like, oh no, I didn't think anything of it. I sent you a card or I, you know, I sent you a text or I, you know, a, sent, put down a post-it. Like those were the things I did for that woman who said I literally saved her life. I would just randomly put down little post-its and say, you know what, you're amazing. Or I believe in you, or you've got this, or, you know, and I didn't think anything of it. And now I look back and I go, oh my gosh, it's <laughs> all the little things. It's not the big stuff. It's the little things that really, really are meaningful to others. Yeah, that's a fantastic story. And it's encouraging because we can all do little things, right? Like we can all start somewhere. Mm -hmm. We can all write one note. We can all uh, encourage one person. You know, those who might be listening who are in their car on the way to uh, or about or sitting at home listening about to join a, a Zoom meeting. Who's that one person you can encourage? It doesn't need to be big things. Uh, it, it's often a lot of mm -hmm. little things that makes a big difference. So that, that's a great story, Alison. Thank you. And, you know, I think for, you know, for the leaders listening right now, the, the first person uh, I would encourage is yourself, right? Like, I, I feel like a lot of times um, uh, leaders are, are spending so much time and effort helping everybody else that we forget that we need we need time too. And so whether that's self-care or that's going for a walk or it's, you know, speaking affirmations or like, talking your vision into your phone and listening to it every day or having a dance party or journaling or reading, whatever makes your heart happy, do that first, right? Like I wake up early to make sure that I have that time and then make sure that you're spending time and effort uh, really investing in the, the relationships closest to you. You know, yeah. my family is my most important, you know, if, if they're filled up, if I'm filled up, they're filled up. <laughs> then everything else doesn't matter as much, right? But yeah. then we can pour into the lives of others. But if if my family or I am not filled up, it's really difficult mm. for me to give to others. And so recognizing that your kids and your spouse or significant other, even your dog, like give them the attention they need and let them know how loved and cherished they are every single day. 
because as leaders, I think, you know, we, we get busy and we want to make sure that everybody's happy, but you know, those people that are closest to you, they really truly matter. Yes. Well said. I couldn't have said it better. Uh, and that's just, yeah, that's such a great encouragement for people listening. Let's jump into leadership express. Are you ready? Yep, I am. <laughs> okay. What is a book that you've gifted a lot to other people? You know, I was thinking about this. I think uh, my book, Keep Going, How to Create a Champion Mindset, it's about crafting new beliefs in, in your mind. And it's the lessons I learned from one of my greatest mentors named Cliffy. Amazing human being. He was amazing. Yeah, I love that. Great recommendation. And any great podcast you're listening to, it'd be great for you to mention your podcast again, uh, because I'd love for people to to go and check your podcast out if they haven't. Uh, but also any other sources you're loving, you know, reading, watching, listening to right now? You know, what I have been really um, excited about recently, it's not, a, it's not a podcast, it's actually an app, and it's called NeuroCycle. And it is by um, Dr. Caroline Leaf. And it's really about uh, reprogramming yes. your brain. I really, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, well, I don't know about this particular app, but I know about Dr. Caroline Leaf. I've been trying actually to get her on the podcast. So oh, if she's anyone knows amazing. Her, drop her a line because yeah. I would so, love to have her on the podcast. But sorry, yeah, so I know about her, but not so about this the neurocycle. Uh, yeah. So I, I started reading her book and she mentioned this app and I've been going through it for myself just to kind of understand it better because I've been really interested in um, understanding, you know, your, the brain and all of those different things. And it has been, it's been really a game changer. And so if there's anybody who is interested in, you know, brain things and uh, your, how to hack your brain and how to understand yourself better, you know, that's been something that I, I've been really excited about. I also have been doing a lot of um, reflecting and um, thinking about, you know, who do I want to be and how do I want to show up in 2022? And one book that was recommended is called The Desire Map. And it's really about like having um, intentions for the year of how you want to feel versus just goals or accomplishments. And I love this, mm. this idea of, yeah. of really understanding, you know, how, how do I want to feel this year versus just going out there and like checking off boxes because, you know, I've, I've had the privilege of doing a lot of things, but you know, you get to that place and then you're like, oh, well, I did that. Now I want to do the next thing. Whereas if you can really be intentional about how you're going to feel, whether it's working out or going after that goal um, in your business or in your life, you know, it's, it, there's, there's something to be said for that intention. And I want to be very intentional this year. And so that's been really exciting to kind of try to implement that in my life and think and reflect about, you know, who I want to be versus what do I want to do? Yeah, that's great. I love that. The design map. Uh, what is a recent leadership lesson you've learned for the first time or been reminded of? The re recent uh, leadership lesson is really, I think, uh, compassion. I, I feel like, you know, I, I'm I'm seeing a lot of people that are struggling. Um, I'm hearing a lot of people that are, you know, in in a place of transition, whether that's looking for a different career or trying to figure out what life balance looks like. And I. I think compassion and understanding that, you know, if we can be compassionate and kind and, and give people that, that grace, 
Um, that's, that's a really amazing way to lead. And that keeps coming back to me. And so, uh, I, even for myself, right. If, if I can give myself compassion and grace in order to lead myself, well, now I can, I can be a better mom and I can be a better, uh, leader within my companies and and have that impact that I want to have. But if I don't, then it's really difficult for me to show up as that best version of myself. And so I think compassion and grace is a really important thing. Yeah, I love that compassion. I saw a really interesting uh, sort of uh, a bit of a graph recently, and I can't remember the source, but it was saying, you know, the difference between sympathy versus empathy versus compassion and putting compassion right at the top, like top right of the graph saying that compassion is is another step even forward from empathy because it's not just identifying with how a person feels but actually stepping in and helping. And uh, and I was like, oh, I've never, I've never thought of compassion, sympathy, empathy. I've never put them in that sort of framework. And, and it was just really, really interesting, the mm-hmm. idea of taking empathy to another level by and compassion by actually stepping in and, and helping in some way. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if we can be more compassionate, whether it's, you know, my friend Andrea's son's um, house just burned down and she's probably one of the kindest people I've ever met in my entire life. She literally has created a kind kindness movement in our community, like a secret kindness com- movement where we just like behind the scenes will do things, you know, whether it's gathering blankets for, you know, homeless individuals in our community or gathering food or, you know, just random things. And now her son had this tragedy happen in his life. And it was interesting because it was like, here is this beautiful, kind soul who has always helped everybody else. And she wouldn't probably never ask for help. And there's all these people that just could see, you know, that this happened and that they wanted to help her. And I think, you know, when we have compassion for others, it's interesting because it's, it'll come back to you in some way, shape or form. Not that that's what your expectation is, but um, I could, I saw that happen in Andrea's life and I was so excited for her because she has been such a compassionate person and has spread so much kindness and all that kindness is coming back to her tenfold. And she just gets, you know, all of this beautiful stuff coming to her. And I think that's a, that's a great thing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that story. That is, that's, um, that's a beautiful story, uh, to share around Andrea and her son and, uh, kindness coming back to her, mm-hmm. compassion coming back to her. Uh, what is a great piece of advice that you've received at some point in life? It doesn't have to be about leadership, but someone gave you a great piece of advice. I, I would say that, the two words I use the most are keep going. Um, I, as I, I mentioned the book, keep going, but I do have it everywhere in my office. And anybody who knows me um, knows that I say those words often. And, you know, keep going to me means, um, you know, if, if your day is hard and it feels like you're walking through mud, you keep going, right? If you're having a fantastic day, you keep going. And just whether it's building a relationship or, or getting healthier or, you know, becoming the leader that you want to be, if you can just remember to keep going and to just, even if you have to slow down a bit, but not stop, because as you can build that momentum, you can have an impact and an influence beyond anything that you ever imagined. And I think that's the thing that I think to myself constantly every day, you know, even if I don't know exactly what my next step or move needs to be, I just think, okay, I'm going to keep going. What's the next thing I could do? 
And I think if we could have that mindset, it really can push you forward and, and give you hope for the future and empower you to feel like you have the power to go and, and make a change in the world. And I think, you know, if we can have more change makers in the world, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for, for sharing that. Keep going. I love that. Um, what is a big struggle or problem that you're seeing high achieving leaders facing right now? Oh, I'm seeing high achieving leaders face, uh, you know, I think burnout, <laughs> to be honest with you, you know, as I'm talking yeah. to more and more high achieving leaders, it's, it's burnout and it's, you know, it's that compassion and grace that they need to give themselves or space to, to be okay with taking self care or taking a break. And I think, you know, the problem with burnout is it leads to, increased health issues and mental health issues and relationship breakdowns and financial worries and all of these different things. And so um, one of the things that I talk about often, and I have a book around it, is called Reset Your Life in 30 Days. And it just gives you little things you can do for 30 days to kind of reset your life. And so if you're on the brink of burnout and you're like, oh my gosh, Allison, I just don't know even where to start. It's This is a process I actually went through at a really difficult time in my life. And it kind of helped me just kind of check back in with myself and see, you know, who I was, what I needed to feel full and healthy and happy so that I could go up there and serve people with my skill set and, and really help make that influence that I wanted to make. Yeah, that's, uh, that's excellent advice. And, uh, Another question, this is one of my favorites to ask because it's obviously leadership is, you know, we're just talking about burnout and we're talking about, you know, it's significant, it's serious, but what about a movie or TV show that really impacted you? <laughs> you know, the, the movie or I, I would say, and this is, it's a funny one, but I think funny, funny things are important, especially if you're burned out, laugh figure out things that make you laugh. But I like Mr. Bean. I don't know if anybody else knows what I'm talking about, but Mr. Bean is yes. pretty funny. And I love I'm Mr. Having Bean. A bad day, Mr. <laughs> Bean is a fantastic. I mean, he is just so goofy. And like, yes. I remember watching that with my little brother and he would laugh so hard. He'd start crying. And so every time I watch Mr. Bean, it <laughs> brings a smile to my face. Even just saying Mr. Bean's name, I was like, this is so good. And so it's okay to laugh and it's okay to have fun. And I think, you know, giving yourself permission to do that or find things that'll make you laugh. That's, I try to do it every day. I try to laugh a lot. And I think that that's a really cool thing, but watch some Mr. Bean. If you haven't seen him, he's hilarious. <laughs> he is. Uh, I love Mr. Bean. It's that's such a good recommendation because <laughs> that's why I love asking that question. You get the funniest recommendations. Um, I've had people say, <laughs> I, what, some of my favorites are people saying, you know what, it sounds strange, but I learned a lot of leadership lessons from Peaky Blinders, <laughs> not like, which is you just what, how he led his family. But then I've also had recently Golden Girls, Ali McBeal, Mr. Bean. So yeah, that's, that's one to add to the list. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic, Alison. Thank you. Fantastic. I mean, I feel like we could just like, we could just watch all the shows. It, it'll be fine. It's hilarious. And the Christmas, <laughs> the Christmas episode is one of my favorites. Um, I don't know if you've seen that Mr. Bean Christmas right? episode with the turkey yes. where he gets his head stuck in the turkey. And, yes, that's yeah, why I'm yeah. it right now. So funny. Oh my gosh, it makes me laugh a lot. So oh, if, anyone, yes. if anyone's never seen Mr. Bean, then particularly around Christmas time, chuck on the Christmas episode. That's just one of my favorite <laughs> things ever. It's, uh, yeah, it's great English comedy. 
great British comedy. Okay, last question. If you could only give one piece of leadership advice to a young leader, what would you say? Believe in yourself. I feel like, you know, I, I wish I would have heard that more often as a child. Um, you know, I had some people around me that really believed in me, but I just those words, believe in yourself. Like, you've got this, you can figure it out. You know, I have a little sister who's 18 and she's looking at colleges right now. And, you know, there's hard stuff that happens right in school or she'll she'll be going through a challenge. And I'll just tell her, I believe in you. I know you can figure this out and I'll step back and I'll watch her figure it out. And then when she figures it out, she feels empowered and excited and more confident. Right. And I think, you know, as young leaders, we need to believe in ourselves and trust our intuition and understand that we have we have more in us than we think we do and and recognizing that strength and that power yeah believe in yourself that's great advice and for those who are thinking gee i really could do more of that and i could use a voice really encouraging me to believe in myself where can people find you uh just remind us again about different books podcasts and, and where people can find you online Absolutely. Thank you so much. So my website is allisonlittle.com and I'm sure it's going to be in the show notes. My my podcast is launched with Allison Little. It's on Apple and Spotify and Google Podcasts and all of the things. Um, also, you can connect with me on LinkedIn if you'd like, Allison Little, or if you uh, you know want to talk or connect and, and set up a time to chat, allison at allisonlittle.com is my email. Wonderful. Well, it's been uh, it's been so great. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in. And I know there'll be many of you who are, are walking with your head a little bit higher. Uh, just I, from spending some time listening to Alison, it's very encouraging and inspiring. And uh, so thank you for listening. And uh, don't forget, we also have the John and White Leadership Podcast and the Leadership Question of the Day Podcast. Uh, so you can check those out. But to finish, I just want to say a massive thank you to Alison for coming on, being so generous with your time and imparting so much wisdom and encouragement and, like I said, inspiration. Um, it's been such a joy. Thank you for coming on, Alison. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of your listeners. You know, I, I'm just so inspired and excited by all of the amazing things that people are doing in the world. And, you know, I hope that you understand that you've got this and, and there's people that really believe in you. Even if we've never met you, we believe in you. You can do this, whatever it is that you need to do. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast as much as I did. If you're joining us for the first time, don't forget to check out consultclarity.org. That's our website, consultclarity.org. We have so many free resources on there, including our seven questions on leadership series. We've had more than 1,500 leaders from all over the world in all different roles, in different industries, answer these seven questions on leadership and leaders give these in-depth answers around how they spend their time, uh, a book that's been significant for them. It's just a gold mine. It's completely free to access. So go to consultclarity.org and look for that. We'd also love to interview you about your leadership. 
I believe your experience, your life, your context means that you have advice on leadership that other leaders can learn from. Yes, you, if you're going, not me. Well, no, I really believe you would have something to add. So if you're looking for a way to give back, it's completely free to get involved. And we would love to interview you through the seven questions on leadership. You just go to consultclarity.org forward slash seven dash questions dash interest or Google consultclarity.org seven questions interest and fill out the form and get involved. We have a free resource on our website called the Leadership Survival Guide. It's a 57-page ebook, 10 world-class leaders giving their thoughts on leadership, and that's completely free. It's available on our homepage, consultclarity.org, right at the top. So make sure you go and get that and download it today. And we have a free daily email that you can subscribe to. We send this out to over 15,000 leaders from around the world. And uh, it contains the highlights of content from our podcasts, our blogs, um, our books, books we're reading. It's got the best content and it gives you exclusive, limited, early access to our masterclasses, workshops, new products, special offers. It's all for our subscribers. You can go to consultclarity.org forward slash subscribe and join 15,000 other leaders And you know, my gift to you is to work really hard, particularly through the Leadership Conversations podcast. I have been blown away by the quality of the leaders and I'm learning as much as anyone in doing these interviews. So I'm having a great time. And my gift to you is to keep lining up the best leaders I can to invest in your leadership. Your gift to me, if you're finding this helpful, there is something that you could do that would help us out massively. And that is to write a review and to leave a rating for our podcast or wherever you're watching or listening to this, I can't tell you how much that helps us out. Also subscribe or follow. It really does make a difference in helping us to help more leaders become everything they're meant to be. Another thing that means a lot to me personally is when I see our community share our content. So if you do share this or any other piece of content on social media, then thank you and and please do that. And look for me, John O'White, or clarity and tag us in your post. Our team is always looking for posts to engage with from our community. And there's also a chance that we'll share your content uh, to go beyond and share it with our followers. Last of all, you can check out my book. It's called Step Up or Step Out, How to Deal with Difficult People Even If You Hate Conflict. I wrote this book because 50% of the coaching sessions I have with leaders, this topic comes up again and again and again. And it's this idea of how do I have this difficult conversation? How do I lead this person better when I'm finding them difficult? Or in some cases you look and you say, I think I might be leading a difficult person. They're just quite difficult to lead or I'm finding them quite difficult to lead. So there's a three-step process that I unpack in step up or step out. And the amazing thing, and I've literally done this myself, and I've heard it anecdotally from other leaders as I've coached them, is that if you follow this process, you will see that person step up and change their behavior or make a decision, which is to step out some of the time. Uh, 95% of the time, people will step up or step out in just four weeks. And I stand by that. It's uh, You have to read the book to understand, but uh, I really do believe in it, and I've experienced it firsthand. It works. So you can go to Amazon, look up Step Up or Step Out John O. White or store.consultclarity.org forward slash book. Well, thank you so much for listening. We're going to be back with a new episode next time of the Leadership Conversations podcast. And I hope today has helped you 
to take another step towards becoming the leader you're meant to be. See you next time.